0: Australia goes to war. Fighting is raging throughout the hills and valleys of the rugged Australian wilderness. A nighttime predator, ferocious and deadly, haunts the countryside and is creeping closer to our homes. Short and Curly's brave hosts Molly Daniels and Carl Smith go deep behind enemy lines, bringing you exclusive recordings from the headquarters of the Warring Factions.
1: I'm here at the scene of a giant rally where Australia's threatened species commissioner, Gregory Andrews, is spearheading the assault on Australia's enemy. He's made a public statement about the fight ahead of us.
2: We're fighting extinction. We're doing it because we need to do it to save our bilbies, our bandicoots, our night parrots, our betongs, our quolls, and the animals that belong here.
0: I'm crying inspirational words on the other side of the warfront molly daniels crawls into the den where australia's mysterious enemy meets to discuss their next cunning attack
3: the space is small and narrow and i'm being guided down by two of our enemy's top bodyguards they're watching me closely quick and agile long claws tails and their eyes are much more used to the darkness down here than mine It appears we're coming to a room now. And yes, the generals of this ferocious army are all in attendance. (coughs) And there you have it a glimpse into how Australia's foes, an army of vicious cats, are operating on our own soil as the war rages on. Molly Daniels reporting for Short and Curly.
0: We will cross to you live throughout this podcast as the war continues.
4: Hello, and today you're listening...
5: Short, you're listening to Short and Curly. Yay! Short and Curly! Curly, 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 curly. Short and Curly!
1: Now, you might be thinking this is all a bit strange... But did you know that Australia is actually at war with cats?
3: Well, not all cats, just feral cats. The cats who don't live with any humans but are out in the wild. In fact, they may have never even seen a human in their lives.
1: But in 2015, the government basically declared war on them. These cats are roaming unchecked across our lands, in deserts, on islands, high up in
3: mountains. We don't exactly know how many there are, but the government says there are millions of them.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Millions?
3: I know. Me-ouch!
1: And they're causing some really big problems for native wildlife here.
3: So there's a big push to cull, which is a nice way of saying kill. Two million feral cats over the next few years to protect native species.
1: So today on Short and Curly, we're looking at the ethics of culling feral cats. Is it okay to kill one animal to save others? Surely there are better ways of dealing with a cat infestation. They just need more loving owners like me, right?
3: Ugh, cat people. Anyway, today Short and Curly takes you to the battlefront of the war on feral cats to pick apart the curly questions we find there.
1: But first, what's the difference between feral cats and domestic cats?
3: Let's see what the cool kittens from our brains trust at Millthorpe Public School think about this one. Domestic cats live at people's
4: houses and they get fed every night and feral cats, they have to hunt for their food.
5: The feral cats, they when they kill the animals, they eat them, whereas the domesticated cats, they just kill a bird or something for the fun of it. Feral cats are not tame
4: and they normally have instincts more like a big cat, like a lion or something, but not as ferocious and they're smaller and also they normally look scruffed up.
5: I have a feral cat and it's been coming for the last couple of weeks and it's really friendly. We live on a 900 acre farm and our closest neighbours are about 3 kilometres away from us and we've got another cat, like a domestic cat, and the feral cat is a lot more loving than our cat and all our cat does is sleep. They're both cats except domestic cats
4: just have a place to sleep whereas feral cats don't.
1: Right, so it sounds like they're pretty similar after all.
3: Well, oh, you know what we need here, Carl?
1: No, don't, Molly. Not again.
3: Another history lesson from Molly Daniels. She's telling you about history in a history lesson.
1: Come on, Mol, you aren't a history professor. You can't just pretend to be a historian. The and-
3: humble cat! first became a part of our lives and homes around 10,000 years ago. It was a fair trade. Cats would catch disease-carrying rodents and help protect people's food. In return, humans gave them a safe place to sleep and perhaps a few scraps and, as long as the cats didn't get too violent, the odd cuddle. Oh, cuddly cats. I'm crying. Anyway... After all that adapting to indoor life, we now know them as the common house cat. Hooray! House cats are the best animals in the world! Eventually, cats started hitchhiking on rides along trade routes right around the world.
1: Wait, so the cats used us to spread across the globe? Those clever critters.
3: Suddenly, the house cat found itself in new environments. For example, islands they couldn't easily reach before. (coughs) European settlers even brought them here to Australia. They then travelled all over the country and now it's said they have greater coverage than the internet. (laughs)
1: Like that'd be hard.
3: Zing. And that is the history of the
1: cat. Now, one person who knows a bit about cats is the man whose job it is to win this battle against feral cats.
3: Gregory Andrews is Australia's threatened species commissioner. That means, Carl, it's his job to protect native animals and birds and stop them from disappearing.
1: He told me the battle against feral cats is a tough one, both physically and also ethically.
2: I actually feel sorry for feral cats. I'm always very clear that Australia's Threatened Species Strategy is not about hating cats. It's about loving our wildlife enough to make the hard choices that are needed to save it. So I don't enjoy killing any animal and I've been a cat owner for most of my life. Cats are beautiful animals and you're right, they're sentient beings. Actually spending time in the field with scientists who are controlling feral cats and who are dissecting them When you dissect a feral cat and you see the native animals in its stomach, that's confronting. But also it's a humbling process to look at the inside of a feral cat and realise it's just the same as us. It has heart, a heart, it has lungs, it has a stomach, it has kidneys, it has a bladder. It's a living being. So nobody enjoys culling feral cats. We're doing it because we need to do it. And it would be inhumane and irresponsible of us not to act when we know that by controlling feral cats, we can save at least 124 Australian species from extinction. We as humans created this problem because a little over 200 years ago, we brought cats to Australia and we introduced them. I'd love to have a time machine and go back and say, don't do that. Let me play fast forward and show you what will happen. I'd love to have a time machine, but I don't.
1: Hang on, he doesn't have a time machine? Man, I thought we all did these days.
3: No, no one has one, not even you.
1: Oh, right. Hey, Mole, did I tell you about Belvedere? Who? My housemate's cat. Huh? He's adorable and he's lived his whole life inside. So he's really fat and smushy and he sleeps all day. He would never harm a native animal. Aww. I mean, not that he could anyway. He's not even that good at hunting string. Though, come to think of it, he does go outside sometimes and won't tell me where he's going. Hmm, I wonder.
3: GTTP, Carl. Uh, uh, what? It stands for get to the point.
1: Oh, right. Well, look, I I can just never imagine Belvedere going feral. He's just way too domesticated.
3: House cats have the same biology and DNA as feral cats, I'm sure if he was brought up in the wild, or even if he ran away, he would find a way to survive. Maybe. Anyway, even if Belvedere is harmless, many millions of cats are out there in the wild, feral, and they're harming lots of Australian native animals. Birds, bilbies, baby mammals, reptiles, even snakes.
1: And those feral cats probably don't have many predators to keep their numbers down, right?
3: Yep, that's it. Dingoes and Tasmanian devils will attack cats, but cats are pretty crafty, so their numbers have been steadily growing.
0: We interrupt this podcast to bring you important breaking news.
3: All that chat made me forget we're at war!
0: More territory has been taken by the cats. They now have their paws on 99.8% of Australia. It's practically a hostage situation. Oh, no. Reports from the front lines say feral cats could be killing around 75 million native animals every night. It's a battle that has no end in sight. More news later.
3: Those poor, innocent civilian animals need our protection. I can't believe it's gotten so bad. Yeah, Carl, it's bad. Real bad. But hang on,
1: no matter how bad the problem is, feral cats are still animals and they still feel pain.
3: Well, Carl, let's open this up to another thinking question. Remember, you can pause the show here to think about the question or discuss it with those around you.
1: And the question is, do you think it's okay for Australia to be culling cats to try to protect other animals in our environment?
6: Hit pause now.
1: Now, we've got some crazy cat fanatics from Millthorpe Public School who shared their thoughts on whether they think it's okay to cull cats in Australia. Let's hear what they had to say.
4: I think it's okay if you kill some animals, if they're actually killing a lot
5: of other animals, because by killing them, you're actually saving lives. Say a feral cat, for instance, it was killing this lizard and there was only two left in the world, and we knew that it was that... Cat or that thing that was killing it, then it would be OK to kill. Say, like, if a human, it wanted to kill all the wild, wild cats and
4: then the things that the wild cat was eating, they got out of control and they all
5: started wreaking havoc on the whole world. I think it is OK to cull them because they've killed so much wildlife. I think that our native
4: animals should have a greater right because they were here in the first place. Well, the native animals are here and only here, whereas non-native animals are in other places as
5: well. I'm kind of in between because all living things should have rights and they're a living thing and they should be able to live their life how they want to. It's not really any of the animals' faults that they're here and because humans brought them here. It was our mistake and they shouldn't be punished for our mistake. But on the other side, the native animals were here first. I think it's like
4: a human killing loads and loads of, let's say, dogs. If they got caught, they wouldn't be killed for killing lots, lots of dogs. They'd just be sent to prison. So I think the cats should just be sent to some kind of prison or enclosure. Aw, oh, a cat prison?
1: Cats in tiny little orange jumpsuits. I'd want to be a prison guard there for sure.
3: Yeah, but you don't have enough body strength. But cats are causing some major problems in the wild and isn't it our responsibility to try and care for our native species?
1: How is that any different to our responsibility caring for every animal,
0: though?
3: Hmm, good point.
0: Again, we interrupt this podcast with a warning to all humans. Our sneaky feline foes are planning an attack at any moment. Prepare yourselves and be vigilant.
1: Oh, God! The feral cats are bombing us in their tiny, cute little cat planes. And the bombs are laced with... Oh, no. Kitty litter and cat poo. Oh,
3: yucky. Quick, into my bomb shelter.
1: Wow. Wow, nice bomb shelter, Molly.
3: Thanks. We can just hang out in here a while. Ah!
1: Matt Beard from the Ethics Centre? What are you doing in Molly's bomb shelter?
6: Well, the ethics centre was taken a few hours ago by the cats and I came in here looking for maps and it was so cool that I just decided to stay.
3: Oh, thank you. I try to keep it stocked with games and activities and puzzles. Oh, actually, while you're here, we have a few ethics questions about this whole cat war situation.
1: Oh, yes, perfect. I'm here for whatever you need. Matt, are native animals more important than the species we've introduced,
6: like cats? Importance is a tricky question, Some native animals might be more important to Australia's ecosystem or to Australia's national identity, but that doesn't mean that an individual possum is more important than an individual cat. So it kind of depends on what they're important to and how important those things are to us. But a good rule of thumb is if two things seem more or less the same, we should treat them the same way. So if cats and, say, possums seem to be similarly intelligent, able to feel pain and so on... It's hard to say why one would be better or more valuable than the other.
3: And every single animal still is an animal. It has its own life, and even a feral cat is an individual creature. So how can we justify culling any group of animals when it's a collection of individuals like that?
6: It's a good point. If one cat is the same value as one possum, why suddenly when we're talking about millions of cats do they matter less than all of the possums or all of the the native wildlife in Australia? It is a little bit more complex than that, though. Most people don't say Australian animals are better than feral cats, so we should kill feral cats. It's that some people think the whole Australian ecosystem, the balance that different life forms have with one another in the wild, has a special value. They say it's really important for us to defend the ecosystem from harm, and sometimes that means we have to sacrifice some individual animals or even groups of animals in order to keep the system working as a whole. But that's worth thinking about. Imagine if we said we needed to sacrifice a few individual humans in order to keep a system working. Would we be okay with that? No matter how important the system was, would we be willing to trade individual human lives in order to keep it going? And if not, would it be okay to sacrifice cats in that situation?
3: Matt, are there any other justifications for targeting wild cats?
6: Well, one idea people talk about is the need for us as humans to undo all of the damage that they've done to the environment. But even here, there's a really hard question. We're making the cats pay the price for something that we humans did wrong, and that doesn't seem very fair. But maybe we should talk about that a bit later because it sounds like the bombing has finally stopped.
3: Oh, Matt Beard, thank you very much.
1: Huh. The cats uh, must have got distracted by some birds or something, I guess.
3: Oh, those poor birds. Ever since cats figured out how to build and fly planes, they've really struggled. I'm not sure that's
1: actually the case, Molly. Let's switch on the radio and see what's going on out there.
0: As the war against feral cats rages on, the battle has now moved to the home front. A war of hearts and minds, as felines use soft propaganda techniques like cuddling purring and hilarious YouTube videos to lure humans onto their side.
3: Wowee, they're really amping up this campaign, aren't they? So how about
1: we ask you listening to come up with some solutions, some good ideas which might help us out.
3: How do you think we should try to solve the issue of feral cats killing native wildlife in Australia? What's the best, most ethical thing to do?
6: Hit pause now.
1: Man, this war is so complicated. Oh, no, the cats are launching another air raid.
3: Quick, back in the bomb shelter. Huh,
6: you're still in here, eh, Matt? Oh, hey, you two. I was just reading some of the magazines Molly's got in here.
3: Ooh, were you doing the quizzes?
6: Um, yes, and it turns out I am way more of a choc-chip cookie than an Anzac cookie. Huh, I'm a TikTok.
3: You certainly are, Carl. You certainly are. So Matt, Carl and I have some more questions about this war.
1: Bring it on. Matt, what's humane culling and is it really any different to killing? Humane culling is the idea that if we
6: have to kill an animal, we should do it in a way that prevents it from suffering as much as we can. But at the end of the day, it is still a kind of killing. And sometimes when we use fancy terms like culling, we can forget that.
3: Can we really be humane all the time anyway? How do we even define that?
6: Humane is a word people use to basically mean that we're acting the way that we want human beings to act. Usually that means being kind, compassionate and ethical, even when we're doing things that don't seem very nice. But the trouble with a word like humane is it can make us forget the fact that what we're doing is actually not very nice we might spend more time thinking about how we're doing something than thinking about whether we should be doing it at all. We can do some pretty awful things in humane ways, but that doesn't necessarily make them okay. The point is just because something is humane doesn't necessarily make it good. It's humans who brought cats here and it's humans who all around the world do the most harm to the environment
1: today. So that's something we should think about Okay, thanks, Matt. The air raids sound like they're over, and the smell of cat poo is wafting away. We need to get back to war. We'll catch you later, Matt. Cool. Wow, Molly, they have splattered this town with
3: kitty poo. I know, I thought this much damage would be impossible. <laughs> you got to so you don't cry. Okay, so, Carl, maybe we need to visit the top brass to see what their take on all this is.
1: You mean Gregory Andrews, the threatened species commissioner in Australia? The person taking on feral cats?
3: The one and only. Commissioner Andrew, so good to see you. My comrade and I have a few questions about the war effort. How did we come to this? And aren't you a cat lover too?
2: Look, at the moment I don't have a cat, and that's because my wife's allergic to cat hair. Uh, but my last cat was a big fat Siamese cat that I got at the RSPCA, and his name was Buzigatos. Uh And he was a great friend, and I cried when he died. Cats can be fantastic pets, and we can love our cats, and we can love our wildlife by choosing to be responsible pet owners and keeping our cats indoors. Desexed sexed and microchipped.
1: Thank you, Gregory. And for the record, I'm pretty sure my feline friend, Belvedere, is chipped and de-sexed and he definitely doesn't get out at night.
3: Well, Carl, he could be attacking native animals just as easily as ferals do.
1: No, stop. I mean, you're right, I guess, but also, shh, you're so wrong.
3: And some domesticated cats will roam around at night and even kill some native wildlife, no matter how responsible their owners are.
1: Yes, but they're nowhere near as bad.
3: And if cats have a litter of kittens in the wild for some reason, all those kittens will become feral.
1: OK, but that doesn't happen that often.
3: So, wouldn't part of the solution to this problem be that we get rid of all cats? (laughs) Calm down, Carl, I was just asking.
1: No, this is so horrible, Molly. And look, I think the kids from Milthorpe Public School might back me up on this one.
5: Domestic cats are still cats. They will go out and kill um, animals, whether it's once a week, once a month, you know, every day. They're still doing, killing them and it's not like they're a di- completely different animal. If they are killing native animals,
4: then they, they'll go in the same category as the feral cats and then we will get rid of them. But the domestic cats aren't killing any wild animals they can stay as long as the owners, they might have some very strict rules. Domestic cats should, when it's night time, the owners should keep them in their house and make
5: sure that they don't get out so that they can't kill. Um, if we get that rule, um, it's pretty funny, but when would the cats go to the toilet or when would they like go outside? Or...
4: Just because a domestic cat lives with you doesn't mean feral cats and domestic cats are completely different species. And with that also, cats are quite proud animals, they're not quite like dogs and they wouldn't like to be imprisoned. And what about fresh air and stuff? Cats are just too much effort, we should just kill them all and if it's going to cause this much drama. (laughs)
1: No, don't kill them all. This is why we can't trust dog people.
3: It's okay, Carl. That's just one opinion. No one's killing domestic cats.
1: Yet. Uh, Well, at least most of them were basically saying we just need to be responsible with our own cats and take care of them properly.
3: I think we should let you listening think about this one and decide for yourself.
1: So our final thinking question for this episode is...
3: Given how much damage cats generally can cause to wildlife... Should we even have domestic cats at all? Should we get rid of all cats? Hit pause now. But don't just think, write to us. Tell us your thoughts on feral cats or any other ethical dilemmas we talk about on the show. Just
1: head to the Short & Curly website, scroll down to the bottom and click on the link right to Short & Curly.
3: We love reading all your emails. A big thanks to our feline friends from Millthorpe Public School for all their great answers today. Oliver, Hugh, Lily, Polly, Georgie and Paddy.
1: And, of course, thanks to the coolest cat in the entire ABC, who is also the mastermind producer of this show, Kyla Slavin.
3: Oh, man, is that the time? I have to go and report for the news from the front lines. The people need to know what is really going on. My helicopter awaits me.
1: Oh, gee. Oh, okay. Good luck, Molly.
3: Off to the wall.
1: Oh. Oh, a, a telegram for me. Let's read it. Meow. 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 Hey. Th- this is from Belvedere. How did he send a telegram? He says. Wait a second. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. He's leaving us? To fight the war? He wants to side with the rebel ferals? <coughs> oh no! The cats are here! <coughs> He's told them my location! They have me surrounded! <coughs> Belvedere, no! We can work together, cats and humans, side by side! Oh. You won't survive out there without me feeding you your kibble! <coughs> Bel- <coughs> Belvedere! Oh, no! no! no.
5: Been out all night. Can
2: he help scratching at the screen? door. can he help scratching at the screen? door. not bag of bones been out all night. He needs some petting and loving on his head. He needs some betting and loving on his rain so tight. He's circling around Michael. He's circling around my some and high. Hey, kitty, won't you come
1: and this is belvedere's favorite song kitty by the band the presidents of the united states of america i love you belvedere